Zerman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff, TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott! Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. yeah, the real talent on the show. Oh boy, as I like to say you're gonna need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it. about Shaft. Richard Roundtree, 81 years old, he passed away. Now, solid, solid, uh, solid run. 
Yeah, that's a good run. Now, hey, wait a minute. When you think of Shaft, do you think of Samuel L. Jackson? Is that the Shaft that you know? So, so, so I know there was a, a pre-Shaft. I do know there's a pre-Shaft for Samuel L. Shaft, but I do think of Samuel L. Shaft. <laughs> and I think there was like a Shaft movie recently with like Samuel L. Jackson Shaft, Richard Roundtree Shaft, and then there was like Shaft the Third, who was like a gingerfied version of the two of them. Oh yeah, I wasn't as good. I'm a- I don't think I've ever seen any of the Shaft movies. You know, I mean, I, obviously, I know the theme song, but I don't think I've ever seen any of them. Uh, yeah, so, no, I think it's Samuel Jackson. He's my Shaft. I don't really have a Shaft, but if I do, ha- if I did have one, it'd be him. I feel like every time you guys take some time, every time you guys, every time we are like off for a little bit, there end up being a lot of celebrity deaths. Yeah. So, uh, also, Bert Bert Young died, right? Who's Bert Young? But, which Polly, which from Rocky, which was just heartbreaking for me because I love Polly. But now it's over. Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off! No, I should have got a Rocky quote or something for that. Polly, but yeah, I mean, he's like the heart of Rocky, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, so, like, I love, even though Rocky Five is a hunking piece of shit, I still love all the Rocky movies. One of my favorite fucking things ever, and it's so sad, but I still just love the acting in it, was Rocky Balboa when Polly gets fired from the butcher thing he's been doing for like 30 years. And he's sitting in in like a... It was a deleted scene. It was the worst scene they ever deleted in a movie ever, in my opinion. Because Burt Young acted his fucking heart out. And he's like crying in the in the alleyway to Rocky. He's like, you have all these things. You have this. I had I nothing. What do I got to show for my life? And it's like, oh my god, it's such great acting. Now, I'll be fully transparent as well. I'm vaguely familiar with some of his work outside of Rocky, but I'm really only really familiar with him in Rocky. But just on that alone, I mean, holy shit. Yeah. And then he had the ro- the robot girlfriend in Rocky Four. I do. Like, That's uh, what I remember. Happy birthday, Paul. I remember the the robot singing yeah. Happy Birthday, Polly. Happy birthday, birthday Polly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know, he brought us so much joy. He did. All right. Well, let's uh Kev is on his way. I think he's still packing up the last of the uh of the prizes to get mailed out from uh, New York Comic Con. So before we jump into that, let's do the uh, social medias while we're waiting on uh, Big Kev to show up here. Be sure you're following the show on uh, Facebook, Twitter. I guess that's X now. Instagram. I guess that like ties right to threads. I don't know. Uh, it's GeekStuffTNG and all those places. You can just go to the website, GeekStuffTNG.com. You can call us on the GVM line. 201-730-2547. All right. Or you can send us an email. At gmail.com. And then be sure and support the show on uh, the Patreon, patreon.com slash geekstufftng. Just a dollar a month gets you access to the show's private Discord server. For $3 a month, you get the early bird special. So as soon as we're done recording the show, I do a modicum of uh, editing, and then you get a copy of the show in the prep sheet over on the Patreon. At $5 a month, it's the bonus round. So you get those vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, as well as uh, as well as the Bonus shows when we do them, like The Sandwich Shop, which we haven't done in a little while. I think we need to do some more sandwich shops. Uh, and then at $10 a month, you get to watch the show live and direct as uh, whenever Kev has all of his equipment t- to do that, which yes. we'll be doing more soon once he goes back home. Right? Yes. So let's see. What else do we have to do in the in the social medias? Let's see. We have the, uh, we have the three bins or cake contest and the number of boxes contest. we got to talk about those. We should probably yes. wait for Kev to get... For those, though, he's going to be here in just a minute, though, right? I think he's on yes. his way. 
So let's see. We'll talk about New York Comic Con once he gets there. But uh, the strike's still not settled, right? The writers are good, but now the actors are out. Is that what's going on? Yes. So, so here's my thing. Weren't they striking because the writers were striking? Did I forget that? Was that wrong to, to think? Well, I think that their contract came up right after the actors. I'm sorry, right after the writers. So the writers have now settled theirs, but the actors are still out. And the uh, the studios are pissed. They just thought they were going to be able to sweep it all under the rug. Fran Drescher's all pissed off and yelling at the studios because she's in charge. Yes. Once again, and this is not a, a, a any kind of disrespect to Fran Drescher. I always forget that she's someone leading SAG. And I, I just can't. I, I know it's what you're supposed to do, I guess, for an actor. Like, you want your role to, like, follow you forever, I guess, sort of. Um, but I can't get the fucking nanny out of my fucking head and the fucking accent and everything. I'm just imagining that accent doing the negotiating. I know. I mean, it's funny. I mean, obviously, they're actors. They can act. They're not their characters. But it's like yeah. when you see somebody out of the role, you know, it's it's just it's weird. Well, it's just like... Um, and we were talking about uh, the guy that played Dumbledore that died last last time. And, yeah. you know, so he's like Dumbledore. He's this nice old wizard. But then I see him in the uh, in Layer Cake and he's like, a, you know, a British mob boss. And he's yelling the C word left and right. And I mean, you know, it's just it's just funny. Yeah. I mean, you you just have a picture of, of people in your head and, and that's what, how you want them to be. But I mean, yeah, Fran Drescher is like a harsh negotiator for the uh, for, for the Screen Actors Guild. But I guess they're not allowed to wear uh, costumes for Halloween because <laughs> they can't promote anything. I think Ryan I know. Ryan Reynolds you know, was wearing like nondescript that. outfits. Yeah, they can't, but they can't dress as like current whatever. They don't want to promote anything, so it's just funny. Um, she goes, she goes other actors, right? They'll dress as each other. Um, but so yeah, so they're back on the picket lines. Uh, Deadpool three, speaking of Ryan Reynolds, uh, gets pushed out. Oh man, I don't want to talk about box office till we get Kev here. So let's see. Let's. What else can we talk about? Uh, let's see. Um, oh, we could talk about some weddings. Kurt Cobain's daughter. Who? Do you know her name? What's her name? Don't look. Don't look at the press Don't look. Daughter Cobain. Francis Bean Cobain. The fuck? I, that's fucked up. Francis Bean. They you name your daughter that. <laughs> married Tony Hawk's son Riley Hawk. I'm assuming. See that that like makes sense. Fucking Courtney Love and Kurt Cobain really fuck. Man, that's a dumb name. Francis, no, but it's just I just think it's it's funny when celebrities' kids marry, right? I mean, you know, Tony Hawk is like, a mild celebrity, like, but this is a weird pairing too. You know, yeah, I, how did I, they meet? I, 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 yeah, like how? Like I don't understand the circles. I love. Have you ever? Have you? You probably don't follow Tony Hawk's instagram or anything like that but um there's a bunch of memes out there people go oh did you know you look like tony hawk and like he is tony hawk but like obviously he's old you know so i just that's what i think of tony hawk so francis bean married tony hawk and then wolfgang van halen married andrea alsop i don't know who that is at an intimate wedding so uh kids of famous people of famous rockers are getting married there you go if if, yeah, if you care, let's see. Oh, and you know we were talking about uh, the slap heard around the world and all that. Have you seen all the BS about Jada Pinkett Smith's book? They they've been separated for years, apparently. <laughs> I mean, she's just it, it's. I saw like she's just embarrassing Will Smith for no reason, right? Like, well, and, and and the worst thing, 
and this is no disrespect to Will Smith, he is going out like such a bitch and not grabbing his nuts and trying to like, fuck you. It's like, why, dude? This is toxic, and we all see it. I mean, I know it's like he he really like screwed up his career, and then yeah. and they weren't even together. I mean, that's I, it's it's you I screwed mean, up your career for to and for a woman who literally is like, oh, Tupac was my true love. <laughs> now now that they up. now that they found his killer, she can finally put out her book and talk about it. Yeah. Oh man, I it's I mean, Will Smith's like arguably one of the biggest box office draws in the world and now he's now he's a joke i mean it's yeah. it's like cuz i don't think i don't think you would have considered him a joke before that like he was serious i mean the only thing people ever movies. like mess with him about joke and it was joking they would be like oh it's a fresh prince or they make fun of his like clean rap or shit like but like first of all that's the only thing you can make fun of it it's not even a bad thing right yeah th- that his that his raps were were clean and silly but yeah. Shit, those those were good albums. He he made a lot of money on those. The exactly the the TV show was on for a long time. They tried to make a serious reboot of it, and it I don't think it even lasted. Um, but yeah, so that's just that's just ridiculous. Uh, what's going on with uh with poor Will Smith? Uh, let's see. Let's, and his kids are weird. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jada and what is it? Jaden and Willow. Willow, Willow, and yeah, Jaden Willow. Yeah, they're just weird kids. I say kids, I think they're like my age, but they're yeah, they're like weird. they're adults at this point. Do, yeah. you, do you watch Impractical Jokers? Are you aware of the Impractical Jokers? Oh yes, yeah. So uh, one of the one of their punishments was that uh, that everybody had to get tattoos, and the one guy got to pick what the tattoos were. But then Sal, the tattoo is of Jaden Smith, and he's like, "What? What's that?" Because he didn't get to see the tattoo until it was done, and he's like, "What does that got to do with me?" And he's like, "Nothing." And like, that's the joke. So he's just got this tattoo of Jaden Smith on him now for no reason, and that was the punishment. <laughs> I, so that's, when I think of Jaden Smith, that's all I think of is the Impractical Jokers at this point. But uh, let's see. Uh, going back over to the celebrity crime blotter, so they still might be charging Alec Baldwin with, with manslaughter. It's they haven't like officially finished that up yet. So we'll 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 see what happens with good old. Uh, Alec Baldwin there. You know, that's another one where I guess I think I feel bad as a human for another human doing something dumb. But you can't feel bad if the human did something dumb, like, um, not on purpose, but like, due to negligence. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, so... If it turns out that's negligence. Right. And I mean, it's, it's, it's weird, like, I think when you think about it, okay, so he's the... Alec Baldwin, the actor... They hand him a gun. He has to assume that it's safe, and he played his part, right? Yeah. Alec Baldwin, the producer, should have made sure that the prop master was doing their job, and the prop master wasn't doing their job, right? So, like, that's that's how it comes back around, right? So, like, as an actor, he wouldn't shouldn't be expected to make sure that that gun works because that's the prop master's job. But as yeah. the producer of the film, he's supposed to make sure that the prop master does their job, and prop master didn't do their job. That's my understanding of the events of uh the film rust so yeah i don't know um let's see one other thing that is just on our public domain averse did you see some teacher in miami showed that winnie the pooh uh horror movie yeah i, I did hear about that actually <laughs> which is like what's the thought process behind that did she think it like, was just why? a winnie the pooh movie i mean why how did she pull up uh you know i thought it was i just thought it was a regular winnie the pooh movie 
That's hilarious. They played it for 20, 30 minutes before she shut it down. <laughs> oh, so she she probably didn't realize it was the wrong movie. Uh, uh, Appar- apparently, yeah. the students picked a movie to watch, and they selected Blood and Honey. Oh, so she's, oh, see, see, that's different. She's assuming that the kids would choose something. I mean, her mistake is assuming that the kids are going to choose something that's acceptable to watch in school. Yeah, I mean... How is that even an option? Does Blood and Honey sound like a PG anything for... for... Does it sound appropriate? Uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. In the public domain. So see, the question is going to be next... I think it's next year. Are you going to make Mickey Mouse, Blood and Honey, right? Because you can... Because Steamboat Willie is is in the public domain as of next year. So... It'll That'll be, be interesting. It's gonna I'm be excited real... to see once that hits. Yeah, what comes out of it? And the Disney lawyers are just ready to go. You know, they are like chomping at the bit to go sue some people. Oh man! Speaking of Disney, my uh, my Disney pass is officially gone. Yes, I heard. Yeah, so we let it go, and then uh, we we went right over to Knott's Berry Farm, the original uh, theme park in. Southern California in Buena Park. Earl's discount. Uh, Earl's, Earl's Earl's Disneyland, as as Kev calls it. Uh, low thrill ride would be the other one. But uh, so literally, we got passes for the entire family. We got we got the food package. Yeah. For the three adults, which means that you can go and eat twice a day. Yeah. When you're there, four hours apart every time that you go, and the drink package where you know you can refill your drink every 15 minutes and the icy slushy package for less than one top tier disney pass the whole Uh, family can go to this place for a whole year so we took the kids uh last weekend we had a good time and it's i mean you know it's not disneyland but it's fun kids have a good time that's all that matters yeah that's the important thing that's the important thing so all right where's kev why is he always late well, because, you know, he is shipping out the many fabulous prizes. We raffled off right here. No, I refuse. Uh, Kevin will be like, oh, that's the most work you did all weekend sandwich. Shut up, Kev. Preemptively. I'll say that while he's not here. Um, Anywho, I don't want to get into it yet. I, I want to get into it, but we can't get into it until he's here, I feel like. If, if we're past the point of no return soon, we'll get into it. But right now, we're, hold, we're holding back. We're holding back. We're choke holding all of it. All right, let's see. What can we talk about while we're waiting for him? Oh, here's something for you. Crunchyroll is now available on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. I mean, that's so good wonder, for you, right? I mean, do you I have, can't, did you cancel your I Amazon have, Prime? I got it back recently uh, because of football, I'll be honest. And also Invincible's coming out. Um, was it worth it to have both? Have both. I'm paying for both. You're paying for Crunchyroll? Yeah. Well, I, it may be it may be a, an additional subscription though. Just maybe you just access it through. Yeah, I don't think it's like free. I wonder. Uh, bu- 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 it's now available via Prime Video. Yeah, so you can access it through. So it's nine ninety nine a month. Is what it looks like. How much do you pay? Um, or no, so it's seven ninety nine a month. The Mega Fan is nine ninety nine. I get the regular fan just seven ninety nine. No ads, and I get to just watch as much as I want to watch. Not that there's a watch limit, but you know what I mean. So basically, I mean, so what's the difference? I mean, who? I think it's just the it ability to access it. Yeah, I guess because I mean, like Amazon has a lot of it, the like, app can, is available on a bunch of different things. 
Oh, but so like so if you had something if, that, that if Amazon you subscribe through, if you get it through Prime Video, you can access it via like your Fire Stick now and shit like that. Right. Okay, so that makes it a little easier. All right. Yeah. Oh, the, the Fallout show's coming soon. Are you? Is that is that one you're excited about or? Yeah, I mean it's it'll be a cool concept. I just don't want it to suck. Yeah, so that's... it'll be a cool. Fallout's a great aesthetic. You know, it's that '50s steampunk type shit. You know, the lore is kind of cool. I say lore, but like the games are fun, so I don't know. You're a lore. <laughs> You're an echo. Am I echoing? Yes. Seriously, sounds... is it bad? It's bad. Sounds it weird. Sounds like yeah. It sounds like you're standing in the middle of a ballroom. Oh, I am in a big room. I can tell. I don't, I don't know that there's much I can do about that, boys. All right, are you close to the mic or far away from the mic? Well, the mic is kind of the computer. Oh, that's why it sounds weird. It's because it's the computer mic. Uh-huh. You see, let me see if I can score another mic. I'll mute myself and see if I can figure it out. All right. Okay. Um, let's see. It looks like Wheel of Time is just having some some issues. Have you watched Gen V yet? No, I heard it was decent though. It was. It was decent. Is it only six episodes? Is that it? I think so. I mean, that's that's kind of disappointing because I feel like, I mean, you know what? I'm going to say this about about that and Ahsoka as well. It, oh, it, so we're getting a seventh episode. Okay. Two days. Yeah. It, okay. So is is that it though? Just a total of seven. See, see, it's saying six here, but I'm saying episode seven comes out next week. What the heck? There's eight episodes. Eight episodes altogether. Okay. All right. Then it does feel like they're going to wrap it up because where where episode six ended, like that could have been a ooh cliffhanger ending for season for season one, you know. But I'm glad yes. that they're going to get a couple more episodes. So hopefully they'll, you know, finish up the story because they're getting a second season. Yeah, it's going to get a second season. I think it, I think it's good. It's got it's got the same kind of feel of, I mean, it's in the universe with with the superpowers and everything, um, and I've enjoyed it. So far, I'm looking forward to the last couple of episodes. Um, yeah, to, to compare it to Ahsoka, like Ahsoka ends after eight episodes, but it's almost like, oh, that was the prelude, right? I mean, yeah, I, you haven't finished Ahsoka yet? Have you started Ahsoka? No, I'm like four episodes deep. I just, I keep meaning to start it and I keep forgetting to finish that start. I, I keep, keep meaning to go back to it and finish it, yep. but I keep forgetting I can't finish it. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah, I, I, it, it was fine, but it's like, it, it, it feels like it ends right before, and you know, like, it, it's like, it's like if it and was... one a, more episode wraps solo. <laughs> no, not even that. Like, it feels like it ends where the story really should be beginning. Yeah. Like, like those eight episodes could have been if this was a two-hour movie, those eight episodes could have been the first half hour of a two-hour movie. Or maybe an hour. You know, like, we're like, it feels like we're at the halfway point. Yeah. But we're at the end of the season. You know, so I don't I don't like that. A season is supposed to be, you know, tell me a complete story over a season. Maybe have something to set up that, you know, finish you know, off Jen, the story. Last five, ten minutes is a teaser for the next season if you feel brave. Right, yeah. If you think you're going to get the next season, complete this story arc and then yeah. do something exciting to make me think about next season, right? It's even like an end credit scene. Like, do the entire movie and then make a sit through credits yeah. and then and then set it up. Right. Like, they should do that. They should do that all the time now. <laughs> Can I, I 
Can I say I fucking hate end credit scenes? After credits, uh, why why do you hate them? Because I have to sit through the fucking credits. Those people worked hard on that movie. You got to read the credits. You got to read everyone. You got to find out who was the best boy grip. It's important. It's fucking annoying, and I've grown to hate it a little bit. Where it's like, all right, cool, this Marvel movie's over. Wait, fuck. Let. I forget what movie it was. But I definitely stood up and then, oh god damn it, sat back down. In fact, like, there's an after credit scene. There's two of them. There's one in the middle and there's one at the end. <laughs> yeah, you. I feel like it was. Um, what was the last one that just came out? Ant Ant Man, Quantumania. There what? was a. Uh, there was ones in um, Guardians too. Oh yeah, no, but but it was, but it was definitely it was Quantumania where I just I had to yeah. pee so bad. I'm like I. I ran to the bathroom and to yeah, try to get back. And I, I think got, that was, I think yeah. that was me too. I think Kev was with me. I'm like, I gotta go. And like, I ran. Dude, the human body can only take so much. And it, I came to get his phone out, and he was ready <laughs> to record. <laughs> yeah. So that, I mean, that's the thing. And, and like, as these movies get longer and longer, too, it becomes a problem. Like, uh, what is that? The 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 new Ridley Scott, uh, uh, what is it? Napoleon movie. Uh huh. It's going to be like four hours, or he's got a, I don't know if it's going to be four hours long, but he's got a four hour long cut of it. And it's like, yeah, it's like, we need to bring back intermissions if we're going to do that, you know? Seriously, I would so love for them to bring back like a natural, like, okay, now go take a piss. Right. <laughs> now is your chance to pee and then come when, back. When sandwich, uh, when I go through my Scorsese phase and I write, like a, a three-hour epic movie, I I will make sure there's a, a minute, like a couple minutes in the middle, where it's like, and now you go take a pee or heat up your food or however you want to do it now, because this is your opportunity. Okay, we're gonna do a car chase. It's gonna be five minutes long. We're gonna put a timer at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> go pee you know, when you come you back. Know what, the car you know what I would do going. for that scene? I would set up a scene where it's like, all right, we got a ten-minute drive. Let's go now. And I would do the ten-minute drive <laughs> in real time. It'll be a in real, real time. time, like the, like the show Twenty Four. <laughs> do you remember watching Twenty Four? I know of twenty four. I never seen it, but I know of twenty four. Oh yeah, that, so I know that, the idea of it. Yeah, that it was theoretically in real time. So like, yeah. you know, an hour long show is forty four minutes without commercials, and so like, yeah. there was a clock in the bottom corner when it would go to commercial. Like when it came back, the clock will have advanced, and you would have missed something. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it kept up each hour of the twenty four hour day. It was interesting. The first season was really good. Like it, you know, the premise kind of gets old relatively quickly but did they do like five seasons of that yeah yeah well and i also remember that that's back in when 24 was on that's back in the uh videotape days right and so every commercial on 24 there's a little clock in the bottom corner it fades to black before the commercial starts you just hear the clock go bing 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 it's like counting down right of the hour that you're in and so it's like to build the intensity, right? Nine seasons of twenty. Nine seasons. Oh my god! So we're watching season. I don't know if it was season one or season two, but it's like you know, it's set up, it's set up, it's set up, it's set up, and then uh, one week it builds up all the tension at the commercial, whatever. But then nothing really happens. You know, like like The Sopranos. You know, like the slow burn seasons where like nothing happens till the last like three episodes of the season, and then everybody gets killed and whatever. Well. We'd, we'd been watching it, recording it, and then one week, the stupid VCR didn't work, so we missed that episode. And so then the next week, it goes previously on, and it was explosions and death and blah, blah, blah. It's like everything happened in the one week that we had missed because the stupid VCR didn't work. That was back in the day when you couldn't just stream whatever you wanted. Back in my day, Sandwich. 
long, long time ago. I can still remember when I had to do all that shit. VCRs, you're old enough to remember VCRs? Oh, boy. Yeah, I had VCRs. I had uh, my favorite VCR. It was the Little Rascals VCR. <laughs> and I had to watch it. And I never uh, be kind and be round for myself. So I had to watch it. And then every time it's like, oh, let's watch Little Rascals again. Uh, it's like, oh, damn it. Record. Rewind. Sit there. Have my food already warm and ready to eat. Like my dinner. Eat it slowly, but try not to eat all of it because you want to enjoy it during the movie. That's and why you had to have the little and... the little fifty seven Chevy that you put the tape in and it re- and it rewound it for you. Oh, we had a PT cruiser. PT cruiser, nice. Uh, let's see. So Ridley <laughs> Scott. I, I, yeah. oh, go ahead. I was just to say four, four I, I hours. Four yeah. hours of Napoleon, but it's going to be released on Apple TV, so you can uh, so you can pause oh, it. Oh, thank go, God, go I have Apple TV. Yeah, no, useless. Yeah, and then uh, did you did you hear? So there, he's it says Ridley Scott watched the Alien Romulus and said it was great. So, the new Alien movie that he did not direct has his seal of approval. So that's something. I mean, I that's nice. Doesn't matter. No. Uh, do I like that? Yeah. Because it, it, it doesn't really matter. Because I mean, I feel like Ridley Scott is so much part of Aliens. I mean, I feel like it's either he would either loved it, or he would have fucking despised it. Yeah. Are Are you? How do you feel about the Alien movies? I think they're fine. I like them better with when they're with Predator. No, was there more than one of those? There was just Alien versus Predator, right? There wasn't more than one. I feel like there was like two. Oh yeah, there was Alien versus Predator Requiem. There were two, huh? I mean, for me, I don't think I've seen an Alien movie since Aliens. I, I don't really. Oh, no, I, I take that back. I watched Prometheus, but I didn't like it at all. <laughs> so yeah, um, See, I like. I know. I know you can, only because they're so. They've done two movies together, so I just associate them like you do Kong and Godzilla. I like Predator movies actually way more than I ever realized I did. Like I can sit and watch and enjoy a Predator movie. I don't really enjoy Alien movies. I don't well, I think, know why. I think Alien, at least the fir- Alien, the first because one, it's or, alien least, horror. It's more, it's like more horror than action. Alien thriller. Yeah, yeah. Predator is definitely more of an action movie. Yeah. And Alien is more of a jump scare, suspense movie, right? Oh, I watched a really good movie this past week. Um. It was behind. It was a mockumentary. Okay. It was called like Leslie Vernon behind the mask. It came out in two thousand six, and the idea was, it's in a world where like all the serial killers are real, like Freddy, Jason, Chucky, all that shit. And it's a doc. A uh, documentary team is following a guy. Like the week before he becomes a serial killer, and he's like talking about all the thought the thought and the process of like becoming a serial killer and like picking out my survivor girl and like, you know, I'm going to do these things. I, I picked up this house so that, you know, Oh, they come in this room, power goes out. <laughs> or it's like when they come to have sex here in the bed, I'll be here in this hidden compartment. <laughs> like it's fucking, it was a great movie. And I, I recommend everyone watch it. I think like I said, it's behind the mask. It's something, something Leslie Vernon. If you look up behind the mask and Leslie Vernon, you'll find it. Yeah, behind um, the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon from two thousand and six. Yes. That sounds like a movie. horror movie, though. Did, did, was it not scary? It was fun. It was a comedy. Yeah, it was like kind of like a dark, a dark horror comedy, because like there was horror aspects towards the end of the movie when he's like killing people. Spoiler. Um, but like it's funny because like there's a portion where like he goes to visit his mentor, who like 
taught him how to do it. And the mentor's like, yeah, you know, Freddie and Jason and Chucky, they really changed the game of <laughs> what it means to be a serial killer, you know, and coming back, you know, that's something we had never done before. <laughs> like, it was like, it was come, coming back from the dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, like it was it was great actually. Like I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah. It's interesting. I think I, I, I I'm trying to get into horror. Um what was that? How's this? Is this working at all? A little better, I feel like. Can you hear this? I hear something. It doesn't sound like we're hearing it from the, the mic though. Okay, go back to your conversation. <laughs> Um, yes, I am making more editing points for you, Scott, because I can hear you. I just can't get the mic to work right. All right. Well, then let's just go without it. Go live. We'll do it live. Let's see. How about... Uh, how about? And here's another point you can edit out. <laughs> I'm just going to leave them all in there, and then they're going to see the talent. Yeah. We don't know why talent does what talent does. Who knows? That's why they're the talent. Um, how about Heat 2? Michael Mann confirms Heat 2 as his next movie. Oh, thank God. Heat 2. I was worried that would never come out. Now, spoiler alert, but uh, Al Pacino died in the end of Heat 2, right? Or of Heat, I mean. He died in Heat. So you're not going to get Al Pacino back. I wonder if he's going to get the Nero back. Unless maybe he didn't die. Ooh. But uh, I don't know. But I mean, I mean, again, he was a great movie, so great I'd be movie. interested to see it. Al Pacino was not in T two. I didn't see T two. I said Heat two. Jesus. Um, um. Heat two is just a prequel about Val Kilmer's character. Is that accurate? Are you making that up? That up. Were you able to hear that on the microphone? Well, I also hear terrible. I hear my voice in my echo. Voice, I hear water hear running. Water. Are you taking a piss while you're piss talking to us? This is Get awful. Out of my head, Charles. This sounds yeah. Get that out of sounded my head, really Charles. bad. All right, I'm gonna stop. Right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stop. Is it bad? I don't. Anyway, uh, speaking of Al Pacino, Barry Levinson's gonna direct Al Pacino in a oh. David Mamet JFK thriller called Assassination. Test works. What are you doing? You're just trying to piss me off. That's all. You're doing it on purpose now. I honestly thought it was muted that time. I was talking to Scott. <laughs> you were talking to Scott. He's right here. We're doing a show. <sighs> Some of us are trying to do a program. Some here. of us are trying to do a show here. I'm not. I'm not editing. I've decided now. I'm not editing this out. I'm just going to run all this shit together, and I'm, <laughs> it's just going to be a shit show from wall to wall. Um. The authentic geek stuff experience. That's right. That's right. This is what you would get if you if we were live and direct on uh, Instagram Live this week. What else we got? Sam Rockwell, Kamel Nanjiani are going to star in a dark comedy called A Guy Walks Into a Bar. I don't care. <laughs> this episode, The Breaking of Young Scott. Jeez. There's no young Scott associated with this show. All right, let's let's talk about New York Comic Con now that Kev's here. How's that? Yes. Is that better? Oh, it sounds all? great. Perfect. Perfect. It's great. Couldn't be Why? better. Could not be better. It sounds like you're coming to I'm the mic perfectly. To figure it out. Don't be a dick. 
<laughs> Sandwich, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you this mixer, and you're gonna be the producer of the show, and then you'll then you'll who's laughing? Okay, not this. What? Huh? That actually better. Can you hear this? It has never sound any different. It's always exactly the same. You're not okay. doing anything. Whatever you There's think no you're change. doing, you're not doing anything. We don't change. The power of Christ compels you. What the fuck? So, like, you know how Little Rascals usually do a podcast is like one of our taglines. Yeah, Little yeah. Rascals would be insulted with the level of fucking. We ran out of tape. We ran out of string. Wrong can. Not my, not my fault. You left your can in Hawaii. No, I'm. This is my mic from Hawaii. It's just a, hooking it up to this Fakta PC nonsense. I managed to make it work. Ooh. Well, that says everything. I have to try rebooting with everything plugged in. East Coast Scott, for those who are on initiative, East Coast Scott says hi. East Coast Scott, no. No, East Coast Scott, no. Oh, you see Kev now. Hey, look. Kev's live and direct. Well, the camera works. Look, and there's East Coast Scott. East Coast Scott. Wow, that house looks awesome. Thanks. I saw Deep Space Nine in the background there. Hold on. Kev, talk. It's not done yet. Not done, not done yet. I have to look at that screen to see you, but you're over there. That's a great display. You can drag it over there if you want. No, I like, I like this. It's not a great display, sir. <laughs> Thank you. The potential of a great display. You talking to the mic like it matters. The mic, that mic <laughs> is not plugged don't in, dude. to the mic like it, like it matters. Like you're, <laughs> you're making a point leading into the mic. <laughs> uh. I don't get it. It's working. It don't works. Don't get to it. It does nothing. Look, look. look. See, it's reading. It might, it might be just picking up through here. Snap your fingers by the mic and then by the TV, by the computer. See, when it's muted, it doesn't work. When I unmute it, oh. it does work. Wait, Kev, hit mute and talk. No, that I can still work. hear you. I can still hear you when it's muted, so... <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, oh, yeah, something. Uh, yeah. It's not working for some reason. You look at um. There's something happening Hold on. here. I want to show what it is. Ain't exactly clear. Well, oh no, it is allowed. Okay. It is allowed. Yeah. At least we got this week's bonus show right here. This shit right here. Fucking driver updates. Fucking bullshit. Guy, you gotta update your drivers. I do it once every two weeks. Of course you do. Your Adam drivers? Fucking PC nonsense. I know what I have to do. <laughs> do you? Strength to do it. Do you know what you have to do? <laughs> You've been fucking with that mic for an hour. Because I need to do it lower. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Do the show. <laughs> I don't want to remember what he sounds like when he's laughing with all his teeth. <laughs> uh, 
Hey, let's take a break and we'll come back and do just everything we want to do with Kev. Here go. Great. <laughs> That's a good way to start the commercial with the crunch of a lovely parm crisp. That's right. No geek stuff TNG would be complete without parm crisp snack mix. Parm crisps are full of all the nutrients you need and the wonderful flavors you have come to love and know, like parm crisp. Yeah, also crisp. Almonds, cashews, pistachios, three grams of net carbs per serving. Net carbs, Kev, does that mean that it has some carbs that cancel out because it doesn't have sugar? Yeah, it has diet, it has fiber in it and no added sugar. So you take the fiber, you remove the fiber from the carbohydrates, the dietary fiber. And who makes Parm Crisps? Are they their own company? I believe so. Wow, an independent company too. Looking at their website, parmcrisps.com, it says our original blend of parm crisps. You can get an everything tub, an original pouch. You can get the ranch snack mix pouch or sour cream and onion pouch. What's your favorite, Kev? I haven't seen sour cream and onion. What was that? I like like the original. I like the original, but the ranch one is fine too. I'd like to try sour cream and onion. It's probably very good. Yeah, you could get the variety pack. Oh, looking at all of the ingredients. Oh, you see, sir, I, I get them at the Costco in the large size because I eat so many delicious parm crisps. Oh, looking at the website, let's see what's in the variety pack. You got cheddar, original, jalapeno, everything, four cheese, and sour cream. They all sound delicious. They are, but I don't think they're doing the big, what is this, 20 ounce. I don't think they're doing, are they doing 20 ounces of all those flavors? I don't know. For more information on Parm Crisps, go to parmcrisps.com and find them at your better retailers today. When you buy them, mention Geek Stuff TNG for absolutely no discount. Mention them at checkout and look like a weirdo. (laughs) Reach out to them at parmcrisps.com and tell them you heard about Parm Crisps from Geek Stuff TNG. I'll point at you. All right. We're going to start this episode as if we didn't have any issues and say, hey, Kev, thanks for joining us. Let's talk about New York Comic Con. Go. And I'll just sit here and, and you guys Speaking talk. of issues. Oh, Jesus. First of all, I want to open by thanking several individuals, none of whom are named Sandwich. No, Pick, that's pickle? a lie. I Is always one open by uh, saying... It would not be possible for this program to participate in New York Comic Con without Sandwich. Sandwich is the the backbone, the muscle, the brains, the heart, the whole thing. He's the whole thing. And I would not have been able to do it without him. That is 100% true and accurate. Everybody will tell you that. Second, I want to thank East Coast Scott for getting all of us sick. (laughs) and also once he was well enough to uh join us at new york comic-con and lend a hand especially during the disaster that was the pack out (laughs) i'm sorry i I also in a in a i also want to say an excellent first outing by young pickle yeah 
Young Pickle really, really stepping up, really uh, very enthusiastic, much, much more so than his mentor. And uh, very, very into it. I think he had, I think it's fair to say he had a good time. Oh, yeah. And we were very, very, I was very happy to have him there. It was awesome. Next, I want to thank Jeremy and Marco from the Meta Travelers. So this is the Kickstarter line for the uh, legendary um, figure line. Uh, They were with us the whole weekend. Couldn't have been nicer, guys. Um, They were accommodating. They understood amongst many things that we did not have the booth we were expecting to get, but we made the best of what we had. I think that's fair to say, sandwich. Absolutely. And they were very accommodating. They were very nice. And they they accepted with grace everything that we were able to do. We, we were working together on the fly to make sure they were happy and make sure we did everything we needed to do. So that was great. Um, and lastly, in the thanks, I want to thank Andy Lanning, the creator of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I want to thank him for coming and I have to be honest with you, Scott, it's too bad this was not the year that you uh, came to New York Comic Con because Andy Lanning was the most accommodating, uh, the the best experience possibly that I had at New York Comic Con this year. And, and that's saying a lot considering the bad things that happened at New York Comic Con this year. So um, that said... Uh, Andy Lanning, uh, of course, is part of the legendary creation team, along with Jeremy and Marco. And, uh, you know, it was great. And he came and he signed Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. He did two. Now, he had hour-long signing blocks, all of which went to two or more hours. Yeah. And, And he was very gracious. And I have to be honest with you, he went so above and beyond, so above and beyond what the expectation was that he would come in and he would sign things for people and that sort of thing. And he didn't do that. What he did was he sketched for every person that wanted one. And when I mean sketched, I don't mean he got the pencil out. I mean, he got the pencil, he got the ink, he got the eraser, he got the the colored markers in a few occasions and everybody left there with an original piece of Andy Lanning, uh, Andy Lanning artwork. It was amazing. He was absolutely amazing. I would love to have him back um, at the booth. Thankfully, Marco and Jeremy and the meta travelers had to pay for him. I didn't, uh, we didn't, but um, it was an absolute joy an absolute joy to have him uh, at the booth. And what a thrill for, for me personally, what a thrill, because I am actually a huge fan of his Guardians of the Galaxy books. If you're listening, if you're a Patreon, uh, you can listen to old episodes of the old show, Big Kev's Geek Stuff. And you can hear back in the day when we had comics uh, uh, releases, comic books that we recommended every single month, I was represent. I, I was 
representing that's true and and presenting and recommending guardians of the galaxy during the abnet and landing run so i've been a huge fan for a really long time and what a great pleasure it was uh to get to hang around with him and joke with him he was really really uh great about joking around uh sandwich will remember that you know as usual i'm standing in the middle of the aisle when andy uh andy landing is beginning his signing letting people know that he's signing. And I would throw a few curveballs in there while I was filling up the line. We knew about how many people we could have in the queue. Um, so until I had that queue filled, you know, I was still kind of like letting people know. I don't think a lot of people believed it was him or believed he was responsible. And then they saw some of the drawings coming away and they were like, oh, that's free. And of course, then they wanted to, to do it. But, you know, I was saying things just to break him up and make him laugh like, um, at one point I said, you know, meet, come meet the creator of the guardians of the galaxy, Andy Lanning, uh, the pride of Swindon and just like, just making stuff up like that on the fly. And he would just stop what he was doing and laugh. And he would be like, I'm not from Swindon. He's English, you know? And so we would just have a laugh about that. I said, come here, Andy Lanning, tell his amazing rags to riches story going from a young chimney sweep to a comic book legend, you know, just stuff like that, just having fun with it. Cause that's what we, you know, when, when, once the setup is done and we're kind of, you know, we're, we're getting our flow together and, you know, sandwich and I were a little under the weather. We were a little tired. We were a little broken. Uh, and, and in, in so many ways. And so, you know, it, we're trying to keep each other going and keep each other moving and, you know, still have fun at the same time. And at the end, of course, it's all been fun. Yeah. But I have to tell, I have to tell it now. One, uh, I think Sandwich bought more in New York Comic Con than I did. I, I don't know. I bought one toy. But d- did he one. spend more money than you did? That wasn't what I said. <laughs> I did it. I know I didn't for that. Yeah, no, I didn't. Um, I did get more than him then. What did you get? I got... Three set, uh, four sets of dice. Four sets of dice. What'd you pay? Less than what you paid. I know for a fact. Okay, I got one twelve-inch Tetsuo action figure from Akira, which completes after years my Medicom Akira set. So I now have Akira, uh, not Akira. I now have Kaneda, the bike, the bike sticker set, and now I have Tetsuo. So that set is now complete. And for years, I've been trying. But that figure is so expensive, I've never gotten it. And for some reason, not only did I find it at a ridiculously cheap price, but it was a dealer that I've known for ye- decades, really. And I said, is anything wrong with it? Did you get a look he- at it? Yeah, I, say, did yeah, I did. And, and I'm like, is it broken? He's like, nope. I'm like, is it something wrong with it? Does it smell? You know, like, what's wrong with it? He goes, nothing. And I go, are you bullshit? And he goes, no. And and he was at, well, I don't want to say what he was at, but he was at a certain amount. And I was like, oh, I think that's a little high, knowing full well that it was not even close, which is why I was asking those questions. He goes, oh, for you, Kev, I'll let you have it for, it was like 50 bucks less than he was. And I was like, okay. And I was, just, that was it. I was just done. I was like, yep, that's it. And so I looked at it. It didn't look broken to me. I, I fiddled with it. Didn't seem broken didn't seem discolored. It may have been a little discolored, 
I mean, nothing you would notice and also nothing that would be really sort of a departure from the character in the film, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if he looked a little paled out, that's the way that character was at that point. If you look up that figure and and then that part of the film. So even if even if that was it, it was an original box. The box was beat a bit, but not not beat enough to be, you know, let's be honest, about a third more than a third less than the going rate of it was. And he, even yeah. the guy even told me, he goes, I looked it up, you know, it's going for like more than I'm asking for it. And I was like, like a lot more than you're asking for it. And he was like, no, but you know, like I'm trying to be competitive. And I was like, holy shit, what the fuck did he look up? Because it was over three times what he was asking for it. I, yeah. Anyway. And I had young pickle with me on, on that occasion. And I was explaining to pickle. I'm like, yeah, he he has no idea. Like, I don't know why, but he, he it's way more than he's asking for, which is why I asked what was wrong. Anyway, that was the only thing that I bought at the whole show other than food. Yeah. And speaking of food, it's I Sunday. Think. It's Sunday yep. evening. Yep. Like it's, four o'clock. It's, it's no, it's later than that. It was like five o'clock. It was coming up on six. Because the show closed at five, so I thought it was, it was a little. Oh bit yeah, fun. so probably between I would say around four thirty. Yeah, I get back to the booth after my yearly outing to uh, uh, Artist Alley, and I took Young Pickle with me to show him what that was all about. Get back to the booth, and I'm like, "All right, what are we? How are we looking on time and everything else?" And I go into my pocket to grab my phone, and it's gone. Yep. And I said, sandwich, give me your phone. And I called my phone and went right to voicemail. Okay. I said, okay, my phone has been stolen because it had a full battery, which means somebody shut it off right away. Uh, I put it in lost mode and I said, all right, I don't have time to deal with this now because we have other stuff to do. And we were just beginning the packing process, right? Mm-hmm. About five minutes later, as we're packing, I found what was left of my lunch, steamed dumplings from you know one one of the booths one of the food booths inside the venue i said i'm gonna eat those really quick because i don't like wasting food as everyone knows who 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 knows me and i bit into a steamed dumpling into a bone and i broke my two front teeth significantly so within the Within the span of about seven minutes, our absolutely, I, 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 I'm not going to say amazing because I, I think that may be overselling it. A really excellent con experience. Andy Lanning, uh, Meta Travelers, legendary guys. Um, the fact that we pulled off that booth, despite the fact that it was not the booth we were told we were getting, is about half Before the size, as yeah, a matter seriously. of fact. Um, despite all of those things, I was at the, as I was coming back from artist alley and I hadn't bought anything, you know, I hadn't really, I purchased like one thing in artist alley. That's it. A little print was like $5. Uh, And despite the fact that all of those things occurred and I hadn't spent any money and we did, it seemed like we were doing really well. And it seemed like, you know, Andy Lanning and the legendary guys are very happy. We were very happy with the exposure, all the companies we represented. And we do want to thank those guys as well. Fresh Monkey Fiction sent us a whole bunch of stuff to display and give away. 
The Four Horsemen sent us a whole bunch of stuff to display and give away. And D13 Toys sent us a bunch of janky prototypes that were difficult to stand and pose, but we made do with it and it was fine. And they also gave us um, Force Ghost Jesus to give away from the upcoming, <laughs> I think it's Biblical Legends line. Biblical Adventures. Name, right? Biblical Adventures, right. Um. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so they were great. All the companies are great. All the stuff was great. A lot of really great buzz off of it. Um, we gave a lot of stuff away and we're starting now to get photos, uh, from the people, uh, who won the prizes. Um, and of course we've had a few people who were like, oh, I didn't put in for that prize. And then I have to walk them through how they ended up with the prize that they ended up with because they misunderstood something or uh, other things. I'd rather, I'm not going to get into, I'm not going to get into specifics. I just think it's interesting that a person who wins a prize for free then complains about the process or about the prize or, you know, whatever it is. Anyway, that aside, all that's done. Um, But the last seven minutes of the within seven minutes of the con, I have two broken teeth and my phone has been stolen. And so I'm just beside myself. I'm just yep. like, we got and not only that, we also have the added pressure of we have to get out of this building, which is not an easy process. Pack up, everything is safe, get out of the building, get all the stuff in the van. And I have to go, I'm parked at Port Authority. So I gotta go a bit to get the van and then come back. Find a place to meet up with the guys. All the fucking traffic in the world, anywhere in the world. Yeah, well, first, though, before the traffic, to load up a a place where we're illegally allowed to load the van. And we have to get to the storage unit by 9 p.m. in order to empty the van in the storage unit. What do we get there? Seven after nine, 12 after nine, something Something like like that? that? Yeah, yeah. And of course, we're all tired. We're all edgy. I am particularly on edge because I don't know where my phone is and I know where my teeth are. They're broken and in my mouth. So I'm I'm particularly on edge here. I I, I also know that replacing the phone is gonna be is gonna pretty much uh you know cost me a lot. I know that fixing my teeth is going to cost me a lot. So it's, it's not, a, I'm, I'm not having a good time at this point in the process. Yeah. Um, and we get there. And of course we're not able to open the gate. Now we put in a code and it says, of course, you know, the, the red light flashes it, you know, the gate is locked out after a certain time. That's, that's the punch code going in though. What I suggested was that the punch code coming out would still work because you're allowed in until nine o'clock. But if you go in at nine o'clock and it becomes nine Oh one, the gate doesn't automatically lock so that you can't get out. Mm. Is that would be ridiculous? So I said, we need to get somebody in there and open the gate. And of course, you know, I was like, you know, all right, pickle, let's go. And sandwich was absolutely defensive of pickle. Like you're not, he's not doing it. And we're like, why? He's the smallest guy. He's the smallest and youngest guy. And so, but Sandwich was adamant about Pickles not doing it. And so uh, East Coast Scout was like, I'll do it, you know? And we're all getting ready to, to heave him over it. I don't know if it was you or me, Sandwich, or if it was East Coast Scott, it was one of the three of us. Yeah. We're like, wait a minute. 
the gate at our storage unit is the kind that lifts up. It doesn't roll over. It actually lifts up like what seems to be like a hundred feet in the air when it lifts up. Cause it's an yeah. enormous gate. And I was like, wait, or whoever it was, was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait, you know? And like, we can go under it. I might've been East coast. Scott was like, we can go under the gate. And I was like, wait, hold on, hold on. Not you East coast, Scott. I don't want you to break a hip. So yeah, I'm I, like, Pickle. I tried, I tried, I couldn't fit. Like pickle. I felt my head and like, I know fucking it. pickle could fit. Pickle rolled right under that gate, like an Indiana Jones stunt <laughs> and punched the code in. And we were in, and we thought we had about eight minutes until the police showed up. So we're like, quick, Unload the van, because if they arrest us, at least we have unloaded the van. <laughs> so anyway, that was that was that was kind of New York. Yeah, more or less. I think. You know what? My favorite part about the convention, yeah, I guess I do. I did enjoy the convention. I guess was the fact that the load in, in theory, was the quickest and easiest part. At, at, um, at the quickest and easiest part, because for a number of reasons, one. Yeah. Even though he complained like a pregnant woman on a hot day with no ice cream, Sandwich was determined that we were going to sit in that garage for eight hours. He was like absolutely like we had done the year before. I know. I'm not. I know. But I, I and he was also determined that even though I said repeatedly, I'm like, if we get there early. We will get in early, right? And he was so angry at me that I said, no, we got to leave at like five in the morning. He goes, what? Fucking five in the morning, you know? And we did. And we were in and unloaded in what? 45 minutes? Was it even yes. that and long? Then, and then are you going to tell him what time we left? Okay. That's a different story. That's a different encounter than we had last year. Yes. We got all our stuff in. I went to park the van. By the time I got back from parking the van, East Coast Scott and, and Sandwich were there, and we started setting up the booth. Now, in fairness to me, it was half the size that we were told we were getting, that we were expecting to get. That's first. So we had to do a lot of thinking on the fly in the sense that we had to decide how we were going to accommodate everything that we normally do, plus a six foot table full of stuff from these other companies that we were very happy to, to help get some exposure at New York comic con. We figured it out. It took a while, but we figured it out. What really took a long time was setting up the loose figures. That took a long time. Yes. It's true. Sandwich. It took a long, we even sent East coast Scott home cause he was unwell. Yeah. And it we was just didn't sandwich actively leave the city. I feel like to like 10 45. I think that's accurate. I think that's we, accurate. And I think we we got into the city at like six in the morning. Something, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was a very long day. I was joking with Kev because over the course of Saturday, of Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I'm like, I haven't seen the sun, Kev. That's true. Yeah, that is true. I'm like, I'm, I go I in in the, the dark and come out in the dark. So, yeah. I'm like, I haven't seen the sun yet. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, that's I I mean, that's kind of it. You know, we 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 talked about, you know, we we promoted the companies we said we we're going to promote. We talked to a lot of people. We had a lot of people participate in the the giveaways this year. 
which were fantastic. I mean, they were really, I think they're really great prizes. I'm starting to get a lot of feedback that everybody is appreciated for the most part, not everybody, for the most part, people getting a free prize, whatever it is, are appreciative. Most of them are appreciative. Most of them are appreciative. And so you'll see some of that if, you, if you're if you following our social media. I don't know what all that is. You got to tell uh, what that is, uh, West Coast Scott. Geeks of TNG everywhere. I just want to wake Scott up because I think he's, he's, he's zoned out. No, no, I'm oh, here. <laughs> I think that it, to me, that seems like a fantastic, other than, you know, again, the last seven minutes for you, that sounds like it was a really awesome con experience we had. It really lots was. Of, lots of partners it, there it with really, us, the signing, the, really the giveaways. Was. It just seems incredible. Yeah, I, I honestly, if we had, ha- the, the only obvious, the obvious things, not breaking my teeth, not on my phones. By the way, this is an update uh, that, th- this is an update for everybody, but Sandwich will appreciate this. Do you know where my phone is now? South Jersey, Hong Kong. <laughs> my phone turned on today in Hong Kong. So wow, it's erased and all that. So all my information is safe. The last time I tracked, I'm actually going to do it right now, just to see if it if it if it moved. That's incredible. So like that was an act active theft then. Absolutely, yeah. It's still. So I wonder it's in where Hong you. Kong. I wonder if you got pickpocketed. I or... bet I did. Yeah. I bet I did. And if I could go to Hong Kong right now, I would find that phone. <laughs> it is. It's in Monterey Plaza, 9 Chung Yip Street, Kwantong, Kowloon, Hong Kong, SAR, China. That, 13 that- minutes ago, actually, it pinged there again. So it's still there. I, I feel Ooh, like they might. Pot right next to where it is. I feel like they might see you coming. Let him see me coming. <laughs> Big Kev my phone, in Hong Kong. My phone is erased. Might, might stand though, out a little bit. I presume that it's erased. So, so what, again, what if they buy? What if they buy American dupes with your money? They can't. They can't access anything. <laughs> I presume is what that means. Yeah. Because I I scheduled it for a race the next time it went up and it did so and it went up and it went up a few minutes ago so but I can still. By the serial number of the device, I think when it when it connects, I think I can still see it. So, pretty sure that yeah. So that was yeah. I would I would agree, sandwich. I think it was an active theft. Yeah. Pretty amazing that it made it to China that quickly. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's what I was amazing. thinking. Um. So, Kev, when are we going to get all those folks and uh, bring them out here to L.A. Comic-Con or San Diego Comic-Con or WonderCon? Uh, never. No? All right. You know, what What I want to talk about, because we talked about the unit, and Kevin hasn't been on the show to talk about it yet, the contest. Okay. The contest for how many bins here we go to fill the unit. Also, tied into that was the contest to guess uh, how many boxes – Kevin ordered over the period of time is about six months. So let's start with the, let's start with the bin contest. So well, Kevin hold on, was sure. now hold on. All right, hold on. <laughs> now hold on. March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Seven. So months. no, it's actually no. I was wrong. Actually, it's three months. I started picking up in July. Okay, 
Three months. Go ahead. So over the course. Of no, the- you. Oh, did you only start counting in July? Yeah, it was for the second That's half of the year. Counting. It was second half of the year. July, the July 7th. Right. I picked up packages. July 14th. I picked up packages. August okay. 5th. I picked up packages. August 19th. September 9th. September 29th. Look that at the, the note taking that occurred there. Oh, wow. There was so much planning into this contest, Kev, between Sandwich and I behind your back. Uh, you wouldn't you have no idea. Can you work with him on sandwich shops in this way? <laughs> no, we we just wanted stuff that would, you know, make you look bad like a like a degenerate toy of buyer. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So, it's much, so much more fun. What do we what can we do to make Kev look bad? <laughs> so I'll, by the way, there's probably new people listening to the show tonight, by the way. Just saying. So yeah, this is purely the content that we want to have not so, a geek thing has been talked about this evening we before before you were in the echo chamber we talked about plenty of geek things go on go on so, gloat so i want to see well first i so we want to do the bins first we want to do the package count first. well we've already done we started do packages let's do package count so the because pa- this will show count. something right. yep. so scott how many do you think Kevin got over the course of three months. All right, now this is Price is Right rules, right? Can't go yes. over, closest without going over. Yes. I'm going to make a guess at 75 packages. Okay, okay. Did I go over? Well, I'm going to get Kevin's number. Oh. I have no idea. <laughs> guess a number. 38 packages. Is East Coast Scott nearby to guess? East Coast Scott. Uh, Sandwich would like to know if you would like to guess the number of packages I received uh, between July and when I arrived here. 50. All right. East Coast Scott says 50. Have we all overbid? The only one overbid was you, actually. East Coast Scott was the closest without going over. Oh, but was he within 100? Does he get both showcases? <laughs> he does not, I guess. 61 total packages. Do, oh. do, do, do. I wasn't that far off. Only 61. Over the course of three months, the, 61 packages. For the record, only 61. Wait, so if that's 61 so, in three months, that is uh, 240 over the course of a year? Yep. It's no, da- it's damn a, near, it's not, there's no consistency like that. It's one per business day. It doesn't work like that. So we'll say 61 packages. And let's say, because there's some that are worth a little more than others and some are worth a little less than others. Let's say generally, generally, what what do you think is a reasonable number if you were to average out a price package for maybe? I have no idea. There's no way you could possibly do that. <laughs> there's no way you could possibly do that. Because I feel like some of them are over $100. So if you average that out, it's, you know, $6,100. <laughs> There's no way you could reasonably do that. So, anyways, some of those might have been like nine dollars, and some of them were giant, the size of my head, and, and those were more than a hundred. Yes. Oh, I also want to note down: I picked up one Grail over the course of uh, those months, and you picked one, up one set of Grails, and one thing for me, and one thing for you. That's right, you <laughs> ungrateful bastard. <laughs> So all this transitions into the bins. Now, all of that stuff was going to fit into three bins. I believe Kev was 100% sure. Three bins or cake. No. (laughs) Do it right, sandwich. There's three bins or cake. You won. Do it right. I'm I'm giving the full touch. Okay. I'm going to give the full touch. Go ahead, because you're misleading Scott. I'm not misleading. No, no, no. 
I'm gloating because I won, but I'm misleading. So here's what happened. We got the we got four bins anyways, because there was gonna be a lot of stuff anyways that was gonna be put away. So there was stuff beyond the contest because we said it's everything 12 inch and under goes in the bins. So right. it was a two-day process and full transparency. First day, I'm so fucking nervous. Sandwich was sweating his balls off. <laughs> now I was very confident to Kev's face, but I was worried. <laughs> we we also made a side bet, which we will talk about later if Kevin feels up to it. I have before. to be a little honest here and say that even though I what's the right word? I I acquiesced to the fact that you were correct. There was a bit of a distinction needing to be drawn because there was the months from March to July. March, April, May, June, right? Those four months, there were packages in there from that time period. Yeah, but we had said that everything goes in. What we said was the packages you collected in the package count contest were the ones that would fit, and they would have fit in three bins. Also, now there's now there's a clear no, I, 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 no, because because the language was unclear. I believe what the law states is that the confusion goes to uh, uh, the the person making the bet or the the person creating the bet. Tie goes to the runner. Created, yeah, and uh, no, not exactly. There's there's a law thing. I don't know. If you're a lawyer, give us a call at the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. And, and let us know what that law is like. If there's some in a contract, if there's something that's ambiguous, yeah. it goes to the party that created the contract. It favors the party that created something like that. And I'm, I'm yielding to that in this case. Yes. So- because the language with regards to everything in the unit versus everything that you pick up was not clear was not clear however day one sandwich was sweating his balls off because go ahead so he had gotten a good bit of it in two bins a good bit yeah. of it in two bins and i i had no Most idea of it. what was in the back and day two starts and silverhawks came to save the day because the entirety of the silverhawk line was like a th- two-thirds to three-quarters of the third bin. Fucking Super 7. It ended up being three and a half bins total. Wow, that is Um, closer than I thought it was going to be, honestly. Yeah, yeah, no. I was... Again, let me be fair. Let me be fair. If we had included everything, including the 12 inches, Sandwich would have won on day one. Oh, yeah. Within the first hour. (laughs) <laughs> because however the stuff in the 12 inch stuff goes in different bins yes so there you go yes uh yeah but that wasn't that wasn't the bet if it was the bet it would it three would have been a full a full hearty bet for Kim to ever to have made if he was that confident and and um, that's how confident i am that i know what's coming in those packages see this is the problem this is the problem, Scott. When we get packages at the archive, 
and they come in uh like a big box a shipper box something. yeah like a, like a shipping box sometimes like disney for example i just got the two holiday droids from disney right right it's two three and three quarter inch figures so you know what size that card is right two of those figures in a box with a handful of pillows it was an enormous box i mean enormous it was easily three times the size like if you could lay probably i would say not comfortably sandwich you know what i mean you could lay at least three possibly four of those figures flat in the bottom of that box huge box two things in it right but the way i pack those things you know bubble to bubble you know what i mean the way they sit together as one and it takes up the same amount of space as one figure because it doesn't gain additional height because the bubble is the same height so it's just like like that that's the thing that i i try to teach sandwich about packing and sandwich now makes fun of me on multiple occasions i have to say when he says things like <laughs> oh i hate that love oh that. i love that i hate, hate that because when i'm packing the bins and trying to educate him and teach him about how to pack things carefully so that they retain their their condition i get mocked mocked by saying <laughs> like oh say. you know we're trying to fit in oh i don't like the way that sits or i don't like that. and i've just reduced that to oh i hate that oh i like that because that's it's it's safe and it's gonna be safe if it jostles or if things move around or if something is sitting on top of the box which inevitably it, it, it something will so yeah anyway yes so i concede sandwich uh, was correct. Uh, three and a half bins is the correct number. What was the side bet? Uh, the side bet of I think you just said there was a side bet. Well, no, but, I said the side bet was that if I won, you would have to talk about the fact that you have a problem. Okay, you have to do an episode talking about the fact that you have a problem. Yep, is the problem you have an asshole friend who does. Do you want to do you want to talk about that right now? Well, I mean, West Coast Scott has left his position. That's all right. He's set to go, so we're going. I need to ask East Coast Scott if he's laced these Altoids with anything that's going to screw me up. Okay, good. They're straight. Very good. So what? So <laughs> will it make me see the music? <laughs> Great. So so you you have a problem. I think it's not till West Coast Scott's there. No. no, no, I won't discuss it. Was that the side bet? Was that I had to talk about it? That you had a problem. Okay, I'm just let's just wait for him to get back there. Um, we can say there was a lot of interesting stuff that came in. There yeah. was stuff. Now, this is another point of contention between you and I that's become a joke. Yes. There were things that were ordered <laughs> during COVID. <laughs> like COVID, like 2023 COVID. No, no. Like COVID, like during COVID. What and where where production delays were long and you know, things took a long was, time. I feel like has been saying, I know COVID three years ago, but it feels like for five years. Nope. I got been. I got Solomon Kane 
was def I'm pretty sure it was ordered during COVID. That was one of the <laughs> that, that, that long ago. Okay, go ahead, sandwich. Now tell them what the side bet was. So the side bet was that if I won, because I said to him then the first day, because I was sweating, I'll be honest. And we were talking, I said, listen, you're not losing any skin in this race. I'm the guy who's got to sit in cake if I lose. What do you get if you lose? And I said, you have to go on the show and say you have a problem <laughs> if you lose this bet. Okay. So we sit I am, here today. Okay, I'm now. Do you have a drum roll effect, uh, Scott? Uh, let me see. Hold on. <laughs> I only have this one. <laughs> to do that a bunch of times. <laughs> is, there a dr- is that a drum roll or a rim shot? It's a rim shot. Okay, you need to you need to edit this out and put in a drum roll. <laughs> I'll, I'll, here, I'll set it up. I'll set it up right now. Uh, West Coast Scott, can we get a drum roll, please? I, Big Kev, being of sound mind and body, eh. I have a problem. Hey. And that problem is I don't have a big enough storage unit. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> no, it's true. I'm fully admitting it. Well, I'm fully admitting that there is not enough space. In and you and I, sandwich, are going to address that while I'm here. Remember, it, wasn't we there a bigger? Wasn't there a bigger one that had raccoons in it? So you you moved to the smaller unit? No, no, no. There was a huge one, huge, three times the size of I think sandwich, three times the size of the one we have now. I don't think it's that much. I'll say it's bigger. I don't think it's that much bigger. Let's say it's twice as big, right? I'll, I'm fine with that. I. I don't know, but I don't hate raccoons. that number. Yeah. Yeah. Raccoons got in it um, because of the way the door, the rolling doors, the way the rolling doors work at that particular unit. Apparently, this is a big problem that they have been have. They had been having. So what I said was during the great purge of um, we, 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 what Sandwich and I did was we repacked everything into bins that wasn't in bins already. We repacked everything into bins and we got rid of, I'd say almost half. I think that's fair because Toy Mike yeah. came with like a 15 foot truck and he, and he filled it and he was just jamming shit in there at the end. Yeah. So did he come a second time? Two trips, no. two trips with a 15 foot van. No, not a second time. Well, I, I don't remember if it was a 15-foot van or if it was a regular, like, cargo van. Whatever it was, it was fucking full. I think it was, a, like, a regular U-Haul van, like we had for yeah. uh, for New York. Um, and what we did was we moved into the unit literally right next door to the other unit that was half the size. But then we had the same raccoon problem again. So the raccoons had gotten in. There was raccoon stuff evidence, <laughs> shall we say. Um, we alerted, and they said, "Yeah, it's, it's a problem. It's not anything we can do." And I'm like, "We're out." Oh, so also, in addition to the raccoon, uh, we found a petrified roommate. What, do you remember that? Oh, the mouse, the petrified mouse. Yeah, that was yeah. that was in the first unit. That wasn't the second. Unit. Yeah, 
That was saying, but the petrified mouse in the first unit. That when was a whole found, other thing. When we found the the raccoon evidence in the second unit, yeah. I went to them and I said, this is clearly a problem. Either you're going to refund me or reduce my cost or I'm out. And they were like, yeah, there's nothing we can do about that. I'm like, yeah, there is. You're, my shit's being ruined. Well, you can file an insurance claim. And I'm like, no, nah, we're going to go. And because at that point, everything was in bins. Yeah, we were able to clean the bins off. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, the raccoon didn't have Mexican. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like that. Yeah, it was fucking able Taco to, King. Yeah, it was, it was able to be cleaned and we cleaned it and we found a What was that unit? 15 minutes away from the other unit? Something like that. And yeah. we got a bigger space. We got a space between the size of the first one and the second one at the raccoon place for less money than we were paying for the second one at the raccoon place. Yes. And that's where we are to this. They also have roll-up doors, but they have them done correctly so that no raccoon no can get in. Yes. So there you go. There you go. So yes, I have admitted it fully on this program. I have a problem. And it's not enough space. There. Yeah. Sandwich, you got what you wished for. How long have you been asking for this sandwich? Years. Forever. And now you got it. Now we got it. So we got something. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go to break, and we'll come back, and we'll do some stuff in the second half of the show now that we got the New York Comic Con lowdown out of the way. Wait. Wait. Is, wasn't that the second half of the show? Yeah. No. It feels like it. feels like it. That's the first half of the show. Episode. Oh. Do you remember what episode number this is, Kev? Nope. It's 740. 740. Zero. Zero. 40. 740. 740. And with that, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 740. What do we call this one? It was really Dom-centric, and it should be New York-centric. New York Comic Con 2023. No. It's too easy. Escape from gotta, New York. Parts we got to say, we got to say something about it being great and terrible. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Wow. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're not paying for those two front teeth, pal. <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know what to call it. Let's see if we come up with something in the second half. It, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Escape from New York Part 2. All right. Here we go. After they had that. It's called Escape from L.A., and it was terrible. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh, <clears throat> that's right. 
We want you to tell us what's mm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> so call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Okay, here we go. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hey, this is Ridley Scott. I'm director of the Blade Runner. More human than human is our motto. And you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. It's not an easy thing to meet your maker. Stuff TNG. Live from the sandwich shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Half Winter Studios. It's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you're from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get 118 scale, 
hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. All right, back from break. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to say about uh, about Comic-Con? Again, it sounds like it was an excellent... Uh, I thought it was sounded great to me. I wish I could have been there. I really do. I want to talk about some dice I bought. Because <laughs> they're pretty. Nothing else? Is there anything other than your goddamn dice addiction that we can talk about near Comic-Con? You did, did see other shit, didn't you? I didn't lose a bet. I don't have to admit any fucking problems. No, we're, no, nothing about a problem. I'm asking if you saw anything else in New York Comic Con, or were you just focused on your addiction? I was your focused dirty addiction. I was focused on working at the booth, sir. I got the blisters on my feet to prove that I was working hard. Oh, I do have a question. Is, so, is Pickle officially an unpaid intern now? I don't know if we've made that official declaration. Yes, yes, All I right. have declared. Okay. I mean, you know, he, yeah, he, he worked. He works, so he's an officially an unpaid intern. Perfect. And he did very well. Yeah. We'll add him to the unpaid payroll. He the unpaid he had the he had the enthusiasm and the the wonderment and the work ethic of a young sandwich. He's coming for your job, yeah. sandwich. Pretty soon you're gonna be sitting in the producer chair. He's gonna be the third mic, and I'm gonna be gone. <laughs> no, no way. No, 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 sir. <laughs> I'm, I will ship this he mixer can have, to you tomorrow. He can have that chair when he pries it off your cold, dead ass. Uh, what do you think about that sandwich? Don't we have news to do? Do <laughs> anything else but talk about me. He's anything. shutting you up for the bit, you dolt. Look, there's oh, new lizards. Uh, you got to get the bit going, something dude. something innocuous so he can cut you off. Well, fuck you, Kev. Cut me off. <laughs> it's that time of the night. We turn on the black light. Let the dungeons and the dragons begin. It's D&D. Fighting with the legends of yore. It's D&D. Never kiss a lady before. Nope. Woo. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I have a D&D thing. Okay, go. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask East Coast Scott to bring it to me. I'm gonna mute the mic. Okay. The suspense is building as Kev with mysterious new product that we did not know we had. I said it's rushed by our, the You lovely... actually did know that we had it. I've... Oh yeah. What is it? I wanna see. <laughs> He's gonna show us the suspense it's building. 
could be anything. It could be a toy. It's a toy. You're still muted if you're talking. I can't hear you. More editing. Do your junky dice and stop okay. looking at my screen trying to figure out what it is. Okay. So we'll do my junky dice real quick. So, like I've talked about, I bought more than he did at New York Comic Con this year. So at Comic Con every year, uh, <laughs> because I'm an addict, I. The first step is admitting it. I admitted I had a problem today. I went looking for dice. And there was a company, uh, I've gotten dice from them before. I like their products. So when I found them again, I immediately investigated to see what they had. Is they got a funny mountain, something mountain? Misty Mountain Gaming. Mystic, Mystic or Misty? Misty. Okay. We want to give them props because they give you a mad discount for being a, uh, an exhibitor. Yes. No, I love their stuff, actually. It's really good. So what did I get from them? Well, I got a couple set. I got four sets of dice all together. Full transparency. So the first one, the easy one, the little fun ones, I got. I don't know if they're really, if they're really easy to see. I got. Hold on, let me like cup a little bit here. Uh, silicon dice, super super readable, kind of soft. I, I got. Mean, does that mean they're bouncy? They won't set. They won't break your glass yeah. table. Huh? Does that mean they're bouncy and they won't break your glass table? Yeah, yeah, no, and they're like dumb cheap, so like it was awesome. We got this like multicolored one. It's got like oranges and reds and greens, also readable, and this pretty blue one. So they have they had uh, also purple, which is also nice colors as well. I got I got that for a friend actually. So technically, I got five dice, but only four were for me. Um, the other one I got for my friend. I gave it to my friend. He doesn't have a he doesn't have any dice, so I gave him a dice set. If I had it, I'd show it. I would show my addiction. I'd have it in my display. Can't stop looking at me. Just saying. All right, hold hold that dice up again. Four became Sandwich. five. Hold the dice up again and say something. S speaking words. Words. Dice. Little rascals take do a podcast. He's taking oh, a photo of the screen on his phone. Yes. The the, the, the real uh, ring, though, the, the real piece of resistance. I got these fucking... Scott, look at this shit. I got these giant... giant Bone dice. They're made of bison bones. Nice. It's fucking cool. And they're fucking like got weight to them. And they're just gorgeous. And once again, the best part about all of these dice, I could read these from the other side of the room. Because it's big, bold lettering on like a good contrast, you know, because I think there's, I'm going to talk about dice developments, the dice philosophy. Um, when you start playing D&D, it's like, okay, cool, I have one set of dice. And then eventually it's like, oh, I want to get this other set of dice. And you're just buying pretty rocks. Because you're like, oh, it's a cool dice set. I love it. It's pretty. But you can't fucking read it. So you're holding this dice up to your face like, I think that's a 9. Wait, no, it's an 18. You don't know what number it is. And eventually you, I think, progress to, now you want to be able to read your dice. Now you want your dice to function for what they're supposed to do. Because you use these dice for a game. So there's no point in playing a game if you don't even know what you're doing. So, I think, you know, Missy Mountain Gaming, I love their stuff. They've made a lot of dice I've gotten in the past. I think more than half my dice at this point is Misty Mountain Gaming dice. I do have a lot of dice from them that I use pretty frequently. 
Hey, Scott, you should um, underbed uh, sandwiches talking about Misty Mountain Dice with the Misty Mountain song from the Hobbit movie. Oh, the Misty Mountain You'll find it. Yeah, no, I know the song. I was thinking Misty Mountain Hop by Led Zeppelin, though, but okay. Ew. It's nothing to do with dice or D&D. Yeah. Mr. Misty Mountains is about it's still about the Lord of the Rings and the book set. And I presume one of them or two of them are mine. Was that? Is it is that my book set you're going to review now? I got one. Oh. I got well, one he, too. Mine came in Scott the mail. Has the regular one? Regular. I yeah, like a peasant, like a peon. I got the regular version. I have the regular one. <laughs> uh, this is the the fancy one. So what we're talking about here, Planescape Adventures in the Multiverse. Three lovely books. And, and also, each, each of the three books that inside that slipcase are... They're mine. Yours are in the car in the wrap. So oh, good. Now, each one in that slipcase also has a custom cover? Yes. That's, I mean, that's badass, I gotta admit. And then, I don't know, is your DM... Yeah, it is. DM screen Peasant. might be different. Your DM screen might be different than mine as well. You also got a DM screen. Yeah, take out your DM screen, peasant. Oh. Let's see what the artwork is. Mine's still sealed. I'm not opening it. So we'll do the DM screen first. So this was a so MSRP 49 uh 89 no 85.99 my apologies for these books and the DM screen. <laughs> yeah, 84.99. So you get the DM screen. Now is this a planescape DM screen? It's definitely kind of you have other information, but it's a lot of planescape stuff. Um Look at that cool. fabulous artwork that you get on the deluxe version. I wonder if they have some sort of rudimentary pencil sketches or child artwork <laughs> on the pedestrian version. Crayons. Um, and then you have three books Isn't... here. Similar to when they did um, Spelljammer. You have a module that you run. You have a bestiary, which is just full of monsters and shit. And then you have the actual world itself. Now, uh, the world itself, for plane chase, it's the literal, the idea is the multiverse. So there's a bunch of planes you can explore. It's outside of the universe, essentially. It's in Sigil. is a major, like, city population area. Um, that's that's is... like, uh, in Marvel, it's like where the time... Yes. The time... TVA. Here. Yes. TVA, yeah. Sort of like that. Um actually kind of very similar to that, actually. That's actually ties into the campaign. Oh. Because uh small, not even a spoiler, the way the campaign runs, you have three variants that you play. So your character, if they die, you become one of the variants. And they can be vastly and wildly different from each other. Cute. So, Are they randomly generated? If you want them to be. But, I mean, otherwise you make them up yourself. So one could be like a gnome barbarian. The other one can be an elf ranger. The other one can be a giant thief or whatever. I think, I think as a DM, I would restrict that. It would have to have some major tie to the previous either race or, 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 or class. You, one you, of them you, would have to be the same. No, you can do that. No, say so I'd say if I was well. a, if I was yeah. DMing it, that's the way I would do it. Yeah, you could because... be an elf. You could be an elf. 
But you have to be an elf barbarian, elf whatever, whatever, elf whatever, whatever. Yeah, like if you start out as an a, an elven uh, rogue, and then you come back, you can't now be a dragonborn wizard. Yeah, you'd have to be like a dragonborn rogue or an elf wizard. Yeah, some tie to the previous character. That's if if it's a variant, it would should have to be a variant. I mean, that's just the way I would DM it. Yes. So we got the three books I here. <laughs> so total page count for all three of these books together 256 pages which is not for a whole 85? lot for 85 bucks. slip case and slip the case dm and screens DM are screen. like they're like 20 or 30 bucks aren't they now dm screens by themselves something like that yeah so 20 so you're talking about 65 bucks for 250 that's about that's about right isn't it all right yeah I mean, I don't know why I always I feel like I want more, but I under I guess like it's technically the same amount of book. I mean, I, it well, feels a little bigger, but and, and they raised wrong. the price I, though. I feel too. like some of the other books we've had are like one ninety two to like like the the monster manual was bigger, but that's because it's all monsters. So like that was like three hundred, right? So, but they also just a, they just raised the prices too, so it yes. it should it should feel about right. Now, what do they what do they call the special covers? As opposed the to the regular cover. version, it's just a, alternate it? alternate cover, special cover. Isn't it? Yeah, like I a mean, small... I, I feel like it used to be like some kind of like throat, like not like a call out to local stores, but like it's a local store thing, right? We'll, sh we'll show off some of the. I like, oh, I like... Was it... it's not a retailer exclusive kind of thing. Is that what yeah. it was? So oh, look, is... a gift Yankee. Yes, this is the uh, this is the monster man, the monsters. That That's you... pretty awesome that they chose that particular monster. Do you have that on your uh, pedestrian version of the book? <laughs> it's West still Coast? sealed. I don't. I don't. I'm not opening the plastic yet. Why are what's, you not opening cool? it? They, they have a little in lore, uh, little uh, quote on the back too. Nice. Why? Why are you not opening yours, Scott? I just don't want to open it from the plastic till I'm ready to use it. I'm gonna keep it. Oh, I see. This is the. Uh, this I is see. The, uh, those are really so, nice uh, looking. Those look really nice, stuff. though. I gotta say, those look because. A lot of the really other curious ones. Curious about the pedestrian version. I just... The the other alternative versions had more like symbols and stuff. Those just look really nice. I yeah. don't know. No, it's very clean. Yeah. Uh, I did take the time to like really meticulously read these. Um, so did you really? Yeah, I read them all. Okay. I, I spent time reading them, getting into them, getting involved with them. Because I wanted to like be able to give like a genuine like actual like not that I don't give a genuine review every time, but I wanted to give it a fair shake because it's a slipcase and I'm coming out of slipcase with like you're pay making me pay more money already or you're giving me what I want because like I understand I'm getting a book amount of stuff and a DM screen, but is it worth eighty five ninety nine? Um, I thought the the world itself that they give you sigil and the outer the outer world basically itself and there's other kind of mini outer planes essentially um i thought it was fine nothing really stood out to me as interesting um but i like them enough i think it just wasn't as interesting to me as i wanted it to be but i thought it was still fun i thought the bestiary was also decent my favorite part was there's a new dragon so anytime there's a new dragon, I always like that. It's a time dragon. So that's interesting. Um, 
I think I think the way that I would use this in my homebrew. So for those of you that don't know, um, the 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 D and D that I have developed encompasses a single world, if you will, that encom- that encompasses all of the published realms, the official published realms of D&D going back to the first edition. So yes. Greyhawk and all these, you know, some of these that are meant to stand alone, like um, Dark Sun and, you know, some of the other ones, uh, Hollow World, things like that. These all take place in, in my D&D campaigns. They all take place on a singular world. And there are varying things that make travel between those realms impossible. If they're magic, if they're physical, if they're whatever it is, there's, there's some reason that the people from dark, the dark sun setting have never met the people from, let's say forgotten realms. There's a reason. And I've laid this all out and I've, I've written it all out. And I've also written an extensive random character generator for d d it's very complete it's very extensive and w- what i like to do is um have people generate random characters which not only does it um make the game more interesting i think for the players because it in a sense it forces them to play a character that they may not be entirely comfortable with which gives you a broader perspective of the game in my opinion but it also allows the creative process to really take over because you have to create that character. You have to tell me about that character and I'm going to incorporate things that you tell me about that character into the campaign. That said, I would use this as a logical means of characters being able to move through from one campaign setting to another. Um, and maybe the by and large, again, using the dark sun, maybe dark sun people, maybe the maybe your character is the one dark sun person who accidentally stumbles upon this and is able to get into another campaign setting if there's a particular one where the story is set. That I think that's the way I would use it much like the TVA from Loki. Yes. yes and allow Um, them to slip into these other places. And maybe they're not able to find their way back. Maybe it's a one-way door. There's a number of different things I think you can use this uh, set for. So No, yeah, listen, it's interesting for sure. I appreciate the way where um, in the book they talk about how you're almost immortal here because time doesn't really pass. So you could be there for a while and miss years or days or going from one place to another because time dilation because of the multiverse could be different. So a couple days walk for you could have been 30 years for everyone yeah, else. So. That, that's an also, that's an excellent device also, I think to, to be exploited. Oh yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting enough, but you can still only, get injured guess, and hurt there, right? You, you just don't age. What was that? You could still get injured a certain or, or group hurt. of characters yes. that could use that technology to go back and kill a young, unex- inexperienced Toro Vega. <laughs> that's for a very specific set of people who may or may not listen to this program. Just saying. Oh, an inside joke. I've always wanted to be a part of one of those. Yeah. 
You're a part of plenty of them. <laughs> um. So my one, I guess, gripe I had with all of this came down to the module that came with this book. Module. Now, that's the uh, the campaign that they they let you run with this. Now, I have no problem with the majority of this adventure. I have a problem with the end of the adventure. And I'm going to spoil it, and I'm apologizing. Hold on. Um, Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Damn it. Where is it? There it is. Attention. The following information is considered spoiler material. So, the first 14 chapters of this 15 chapter adventure. You start this campaign at level 3 and you naturally progress through the cha- through the chapters to level 10. There's a 15th chapter. And I'm not going to go into the story reasons of why this happens, because I don't want to spoil that. But you go from level 10 to level 17. You make a seven-level jump as a character. Now, my problem here is not that we got to level... I, in theory, love the idea that we got to level 17. I don't even hate the fact that we started level 3. I hate the fact that we skipped seven levels from 10 to 17 over the course of a chapter. Are you supposed to go away and come back or your character? There's a reason why mm. I don't want to. And you don't like I, it. I could say why if you guys don't care. No, I don't. I don't, I don't know. But you're, you're not. There's a reason why. And I guess for the story, it sort of makes sense. Um, But I just didn't like that. The fact that it skips seven levels. So it feels cheap that we've been asking for high-level, pre-written content the entire time. And the one time we get to go to level 17, it's at the end of the book after we skip seven levels. Skipping two levels is a lot for certain characters because your character varies widely from level 10 to 11 or even level 1 to 2. Going from 10 to 17 is going from, like... Like, how do I even explain... Like... You're going from, like, a good, decent, like, X-Men character to, like, fucking Hyperion, who's, like, Superman. Like, mm-hmm. you're warping reality at 17. You can cast Wish. You went from not being able to cast Wish to being able to cast Wish. And that's fucked. And I don't like the fact that we did a seven-level jump. You're a whole new character. It's subject to the DM. I mean, you don't have to do it that way. For the sake of the story, you do. Unless you got to scale everything back down for the campaign. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, you can scale it any way you like. You're the DM. I know, it's, but I, I, it's it's for the sake of a pre-written story. It would have been nice for if you don't have to go to seventeen at this point. Go to like thirteen. Like okay. seven levels is a big jump. That's that's uh, over it half is. the character. I agree. I agree. So I just I didn't like that really, and the reasoning was fair. But I didn't like it either. So my one major complaint about it. Um the rest of the, the books I thought was the rest of the, the whole of Plane Chase I thought was fine. I had no beef with Plane Chase. Um I thought the world itself it gave you was fine. I wasn't super in love with it, but 
I like I'm in love with the concept of it, of the multiverse and all that shit. I think the multiverse is fun. I think we do it a lot more than we should nowadays. I think people have kind of started to sour the multiverse on me because people are like, oh, we got a multiverse. Um, but whatever, fine, multiverse. Um, I like the new the new enemies you can fight and stuff. I think there were a lot of fighting creative things there. And I did like the campaign module, the pre-win module they gave you um, up until the end. So I think, you know, if they did mostly everything right, I think it was a good, I think it's worth your money. I think you'll enjoy it. If you're into it, I think you'll have a good time. Uh, for $85.99, I think it's fair too, because you also get all this and you get the one full, um, you get the uh, DM screen. Don't get and the peasant it, version. Yeah, don't, I was about to say, I mean, if you get the peasant version, you'll have the inferior art. He doesn't want to open it. I don't blame him. He probably just going to feel bad about his purchase. Well, it's, it's shame. <laughs> if he opens you know? it and he sees yeah. crayon drawings on his uh, DM screen. Just saying. Yeah. All right, Kev, what was your thing? My thing was Dungeons and Dragons, the ultimate pop-up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to attempt to show you just a few of these. Now, obviously, we don't have uh, Instagram today. Is that so, new or old? New, isn't it? No, that's what I'm asking. This is a new thing that just came out, or is I it think so, an old yeah. thing it's you've been looking Inside for? Editions, our friends over at Inside Editions. So... You can see, man, it fully pops up. Look at that. Right? Yeah, that's badass. I'm going to give you a couple. Something that I haven't seen yet. All right, here we go. Look at that one. That's cool. Look at that shit. Awesome, right? Yeah. And the last one is Tia Max. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, what's the sticker price on that bad boy? I don't know. Uh, let's see. I can probably get it off the code here. Um, I'm guessing forty nine ninety nine. How much? Forty nine ninety nine would be my guess. Eighty five. Woohoo! Price is wrong. Enormous. First off, and second off, look, look at that. I mean, look at it. Look, look at dude. I can't even fit it on the screen. Look at it, Scott. Look at it. It's nice. No, it's that's really that's really cool. And there's also little doors and all sorts of shit in there to open too. Yeah, I, was, I don't know if you saw it there, but uh, yeah, each pop up has a million like yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. He's and there's a paper dice you can create, and there's a game that you play. There's a game through the book. Ooh, and it has a paper dice. East Coast God is informing me. There's a paper dice that you set up, and there's a game to play dice, within dice, the book. There's dice. There's dice. <laughs> paper dice yep should have got it when you had the chance that's nice well speaking of books i have one too oh everyone's got books everybody's got a book this week where is it can you see it so monsters aliens and holes in the ground a guide to tabletop role-playing games from D to mothership oh fucking hell that's our buddy Stu horvath that's right he's been talking about this he's, book for a long time and it finally it's here scott and i almost went to the release party for that but we were not feeling well and and that's east coast scott's fault right yes <laughs> patient zero is east coast scott so yeah i'm amazed i, I dodged most you hear of him that. in the background patient I, zero yeah i mean this is this is an encyclopedia of every module every book everything it's just it's incredible i can't wait to really 
dig into this and and maybe is it D? no it's all of them i mean it's, yeah. it's, it's everything now here's, the, now here's the thing Stu has been collecting D books forever Stu's collection of all rpgs is enviable his D collection however is is my goal i'm pretty sure he's complete on everything that was officially licensed for Dungeons and Dragons, I'm pretty sure he has everything. Which I'm not quite there, but I mean, I got a lot, but not that much. And uh, yeah, his his and he's got all the you know like like I do with the alternate covers and things. He's got the alternate editions of books like the Deities and Demigods that has the 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 things Cthulhu and the other one, the Gray Mauser. Gray Mauser. That that stuff's not supposed to be in there. Um, and uh, he has that. He has, uh, he, 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 you know, there, there's other ones too. But you know, the point is, is that he, he, his collection is what my D and D. But the, the difference here is, of course, is that he goes beyond that, right? He does, he do Pathfinder also, mm-hmm. and so. a bunch of other things, right? And, does and, he list all the games that he that he did in there? Well, no, I don't. I mean, I haven't really had a time to dive into it. It's, I mean, this book is. I mean, what? It's about uh, twelve inches tall. It is all uh, four hundred and forty pages, and yeah, yeah the, and there's really, an index in here. So yeah, man. it's. I should really reach out to him. And it is all in there. We got to get him on the show to talk about this book because it is. You that? And it 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 goes kind of year by year. So you just kind of, it it just kind of goes through what came out in that year and right. talks about it. And so I mean, yeah, you can just if if like me, you used to have Dungeons and Dragons books. And got rid of them, and then started back. You can, you can relive some of the heyday by seeing. Oh, I used to have that one, and you know, I this is just. I, it's I'm. It's an exciting to me. You remember that Art and Arcana book that came out a couple of years back? Yeah. Right. That was really cool. This is like on par with that, uh, you know. And it's not made by Watsi, right? This is you know, this is a person with obviously put a lot wow. of. Uh, a lot of love into this and, and i'm Woxie i'm licensed that book Woxy did not create that book oh the art and arcana you mean yeah okay all right well so but like i said it was this... the same people it was the same people that did the remember the little kids dungeon dragons books that mm-hmm. we talked about yeah, jim's up yeah yes. yeah i have those i have those those are awesome yeah whoever did that that's who did it, it was licensed by Woxy, but not but not produced by them okay yeah because clearly people outside of Woxy are the ones that have the love for the game that that it takes to 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 research and 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 do something like this so again i mean i'm just gonna i'm gonna plug us Stu and hambone do the vintage rpg podcast where they talk about these books and i've been listening to that for a few years really since i heard og talk about that on on this show so 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 it's it's, and hambone are the guys who run geek flea which we attended for years yeah which sandwich will be attending in November? Which one of them cooks the uh Is it Geek Flea this year? Where, when the hell is yeah. Geek Flea? Look it up. It's the week after I leave, I think. But but I think who, it's literally three days after, of course. It's three days after I leave. Which one cooks oh, yeah. the empanadas? What's that? Is it Stu or Hambone that cooks the empanadas? Neither. It's one of the other vendors. <laughs> so yeah, so let's we gotta reach out to them. Let's let's uh let's let's promote the Geek Flea and promote the book and get them out here because I, I I would love to talk to these guys. Yeah, absolutely. I'll reach out to Stu. Yeah. So he owes me a favor anyway. Yeah. 
Uh, like I said, I'm really excited when I when that came as, in the mail. As far as he knows. What? <laughs> what? 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 Sure you guys know they're making Marvel magic cards? Yes. This is this is the D and D segment, sir. If you'd like to talk about Marvel magic cards and waste all of our time, at least let Scott play the outro. It's D and D. Warriors that terrify. It's D and D. All right, Marvel ma- magic cards. They're making Marvel magic cards. I hate it. I wish magic would just stay magic and not just involve every IP. I mean, yeah, creation. Uh, magic is now the Funko Pop of the collectible card game yep. uh, world. Yeah, we're right? Jurassic oh, Park East, cards. East Coast soon. Scott has a comment. East Coast Scott. Yeah, I just saw yesterday they're also making Fallout magic cards. Fallout magic cards. Uh, Jurassic Park cards are coming soon. A multiverse, sir. It's just it's um, a multiverse of magic. I just hate that. You know, there's cars in my, there's real life human cars in my fucking bed. Let me tell you what we do not hate. We do not hate the Noble Collection, who makes high end collectibles for the likes of you and I. And the Noble Collection was kind enough uh, to allow me to get this for East Coast Scott. Try oh, yeah, level chess from Star Trek. That's incredible. Yeah. Star Trek tri dimensional chess set. Why is my camera reversed and not yours? It's weird. I can read it fine. Whereas okay, Sandwich shows two dimensional thinking, Captain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not... It's, it's beautiful. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's solid, heavy metal. Yeah, from which is what you'd yeah. expect from the Noble yeah. collection. It's it's amazing. Sorry, it's just them seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Noble collection we've talked about on this program any number of times since the beginning of the program. Um, I want to say I'm pretty sure this one's still available. I think it retails for what about 140? Uh something like that. You go over to the Noble Collection, Google it, get on there, see some of the other amazing things that they have. One of the things that they have that I really want to get, I can't remember what it's called. It's from um, it's from um, Daniel Brown book. Dan Brown, what's that book? Angels, not angels and demons. The other one, the popular one. They made a movie. The Da Vinci Code. Tom, Hank, what? Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. So it's that. You remember it's that thing. It looks like a little with with all the buttons on it with the letters. And you got to do it right. Otherwise, it breaks the capsule of acid and has like a little piece of paper on the inside. (laughs) Right. You remember that thing? I don't remember what it was called. Cryptex. Cryptex. You're on the site. You don't know that. (laughs) I looked it up. Yeah, no. No one knows what that is. I had to look it up. Cryptex. They have an awesome, like, full-size one that is really amazing. And, of course, on this program, we talked about years ago – uh, one of the vice presidents at the Noble Collection and I struck up a really interesting conversation at Toy Fair. It was there. I feel like it was their first Toy Fair, one of their first anyway. And um, I said, I told him I had been hunting uh, something from the Noble Collection for years and I hadn't been able to get it. And he said, well, what is it? And I said, it's, it's um, uh, Achilles helmet from Troy. And he goes, oh, I got one of those sitting on my desk. <laughs> and I was like, 
oh, that's mean, you know? And he goes, you can have it if you want it. And I'm like, for real? And he's like, yeah. He goes, you coming tomorrow? I'm like, I'm coming tomorrow now. Are you giving me a killing helmet from Trump? And I did. I showed up and he just had no box or anything just to stand in the helmet. Boom. And I was like, this is amazing. And of course, the quality is just phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. So, um, yeah, so we uh, East Coast Scott and I have not actually sat down and figured out there is gameplay included. In fact, we spoke to the gal who developed the gameplay um, at the con. She was great. Um, and uh, yeah, so we haven't actually sat down and worked our way through the game yet. I'm an avid chess player. I, and Kevin is too. And what's cool is that it doesn't take away anything from real chess. Uh, it adds the three-dimensional thing. And the main thing it offers is the is to simulate starship training. Um, you can go above or below and sneak up behind another piece. <laughs> it's cool. So, <laughs> so Kev, are you going to get me for Christmas the uh, the Batman chess set? It's uh, seven hundred ninety five dollars. It's beautiful. So um, that's, I, mean, I can confidently know. say no. <laughs> All right. Why would you want that? You have little kids. I don't what do you know. want spit just, on it? I just look for the cool, the cool Batman thing from the Noble Collection. How about I get you? How about I find you a Batman chess set that's like nineteen ninety nine, <laughs> and your kids can spit and shit on that one. I keep I keep myself. Why do you think I'm keeping the Planescape in the in the package? I'm not opening the plastic. Yet. Well, right now I think you're uh, keeping it in the package because you're embarrassed that you got the pedestrian <laughs> edition. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, I don't know. Oh boy! All right, I think we should wrap this episode up, uh, and then we got anything else? For... We got like art and you know, like prints and things like that. Um, but you know, other it's just usual stuff. So yeah, like I said, I I really wish I could have been there. It looked like it was an excellent time. Thanks again. Thank all of our uh, all of our partners at uh, at at New York one more time. We had Andy Lanning. We had uh, Four Horsemen. We had D thirteen. In no particular order, Andy Lanning. Uh, the creator of Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Jeremy and uh, Marco from Meta Travelers, uh, producing the Legend Art, which, by the way, they funded. Um, they funded and everything. All fifteen characters are going into production. They broke all of their uh, 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 stretch goals. They reach all their stretch goals. Oh, and speaking of stretch goals, that reminds me. Um, and who else? That's it. No one else. Pickle. That, that he helped. East Coast Scott also. All right. Well, let's Anyone do it. Let's, let's... I'm forgetting anybody else. Sandwich was present. I was about so... to say, like, if you don't say me, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> I was watching your face, waiting to see when you'd be like, fuck him for not mentioning me. <laughs> no, no. Everybody, everybody helped out. So it was really great. Um, and again, under the conditions which we were not expecting to have to deal with, it really came off spectacularly well, I think. So there's that. Um, speaking of stretch goals, Giant Man funded. Did it? And not only did it fund, but I think, go look, why don't you look it up? Go to Hasbro Pulse. I think it was, I think it was less than 100 from breaking all of the stretch goals.
I think it was less than 100 away from breaking all the stretch goals. Oh my God, yeah. 13, 8, 8, 9. Yeah, yeah it's so London. 13, 8, 8, 9 is, how much is that minus 14? Oh, so it's 8, 8, 9. So yeah, it was a, a little over 100 away from getting Oh, that's a little over 100. Goal. And I haven't heard anything yet. Like Hasbro was like, you know what? We got really close. We're going to give you the scroll head anyway. I haven't heard that yet. I expected to hear that, but I didn't hear that. Um, but yeah, so that means that not only did it fund everything but the scroll head, so the zombie face plate, all the face plates, all that. Did they do a third face plate? Oh no, they did the different antennas. Yeah, they did the different. They did that because a number of com- people complained because the the Toy Biz build a figure giant man. Who is about 10 inches tall, 11 inches, whatever he is, 12 inches. He had what? He had white antenna. And other versions have had white antenna, I think. And so, therefore, they were like, we got to do white antenna. So, that's what they did. So, there you go. Giant man. And oh, and by the way, all of that came in the last couple of hours. All of it. It was a it was I did it was eight what was it eight nine something like, like it was it was below it was well below ten like yeah. day before it was like eight something like that they went from eight to thirteen and odd in an unreasonably short amount of time so there you go so that funded nice. so good luck to the people who got that one. And a year from now, I'm sure it'll be great for whoever got it. Piece of fucking garbage. What? I didn't do anything. Did you what back did I it? do? Did you back it? Tell us right now, did you back it? Is there room for it? Is that why you need a bigger uh, storage Kev, facility to fit Kev, Giant Man in it? Kev, look, look at me and tell me, did you back this? All right, I'm going to tell you. Scott, no, 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 Kev, Kev, come back. Kev, you can't do this to me. Kevin. Kevin. And with that, we will end this episode of Keep no. Stuff TNG, episode 740. It can't end New like York Comic Con 2023, the way we end some episodes by saying. Good night, Joanna Merlin. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Oh, yenta, yenta, yenta! She might bring someone wonderful. And well off. Matchmaker, matchmaker, I'll bring the veil. You bring the groom, slender and pale. Bring me a ring, for I'm longing to be the envy of all I see. For mama, make him rich as a king. For me,
sweat are you interested in a match, Chava? I thought you just had your eye on your books. And you have your eye on the rabbi's son. Because you're a girl from a poor family. So whatever Yenta brings, you'll take. Right? Of course, right. Hoddle, oh hoddle, have I made a match for you. He's handsome, he's young, all right, he's 62. But he's a nice man, a good catch. True? True. I promise you'll be happy. And even if you're not, there's more to life than that. Don't ask me what. from side to side, but he's a nice man, a good catch, right? Right. You heard he has a temper, he'll beat you every night, but only when he's sober, so you're all right. Did you think you'd get a prince? Well, I do the best I can, with no dowry, no Matchmaker, matchmaker, you know that I'm still very young. Please take your time. <clears throat> Dear Yenta, see that he's gentle. Remember, you were also a bride. It's not that I'm sentimental, it's just that I'm Good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>